Hello and welcome to the Iowa Hospital Association's podcast, Getting to Know Iowa Hospital Leaders. My name is Joa Hogan. Today we interview Wade Weiss. In February of 2022, Wade Weiss became the CEO of Buchanan County Health Center. Wade came to BCHC from Geary Community Hospital in Junction City, Kansas, where he was the interim CEO CFO. Wade has over 20 years of experience in the healthcare industry and the past 13 years in senior leadership positions. He has served in CFO capacities in Monroe, Wisconsin, Rapid City, South Dakota, and La Grande, Oregon. He has been married for 30 years and has two grown children who reside in Manhattan, Kansas, and West Des Moines, Iowa. Hello, Wade, and thank you for being on the podcast today. Well, thank you so much for having me. I certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. My first question is, why did you accept the role of CEO of Buchanan County Health Center? Well, I had served as an interim CEO in my last position in Geary, and uh, career progression had been looking at CEO positions, but when I visited Buchanan County, it was very evident that this wasn't your typical critical access hospital. It was very progressive, has been doing a very good job with healthcare for a number of years, and the people is really the driver. The people here are really passionate about healthcare and looking to progress into the next 10 years with a very solid organization and serving patients. So individuals were very pleasant and they just really are passionate about healthcare. Great. And hopefully we'll get to know a little bit more about the community in a a question coming up. So I appreciate that very much. Can you tell the listeners what are your biggest challenges moving forward at BCHC? Yeah, many challenges here are what exist in healthcare altogether. Staffing is clearly one of the big issues with many nurses. Uh, We have a lot of contract individuals at this point. Uh, It's going to be one of the biggest challenges for healthcare going forward is really a lot of weight on staffing. We also need to look at growth uh, for our facility, you know, being in a small critical access world um, county is very is is very well served and we want to continue serving it in that way uh, with high quality so it's just one of those areas that uh, you know we want to make sure that we're staffed appropriately and progressing forward and serving the needs of our communities i've heard a lot that a lot you know that workforce is a is a huge issue with all our iowa hospitals are you seeing any light at the end of the tunnel on that issue Every once in a while, we'll see something that looks like maybe it's easing up. So we have gotten a couple positions. Don't know if that's going to be long term. It's probably, we're hopeful that it is, but there's so much changes with the economy and everything else. Individuals that have opportunities to work in different places. So our culture is very strong here. And so we have a good reputation and there are individuals that really want to work for us. So we're hoping that they're will be a release on that a little bit and we can attract more people to our facility. So folks have never visited Independence or the surrounding communities. Can you tell the listeners a little bit about it? And I know you're new to the area yourself, but what have you encountered so far? Well, as the name would dictate, it's a very patriotic community. It's celebrated its 175th year this year. Very much a very patriotic community that has a lot of history to it. 
learned quite a bit in the last few months. I know that there were a couple of fires in the 1800s that took out a big section of the downtown, rebuilt from that. We actually have a town, the town was built on top of another town and they have a tour on that coming up in August. The Wapsie River is, is it's uh, called here in Independence. There's a mill there. It's got a great backdrop. A lot of great things to do in Independence. A lot of outdoor type of things to do. Tell me a little bit more about this town that's you're built upon. So when you say a tour, is there like underground caverns, if you will, that you're visiting or what are the relics of the old town? Yeah, that's what we're hoping to find out. My wife and I, we like a lot of history and that's what we've understood. So we were going, they do it once a year in August and you do go underground. Uh, my understanding is it may have been due to flooding in the past. So they just decided to build the town on top of it, uh, the old town, so that it gets some distance from the flooding. So we're, we're looking to learn a lot about that, but it's coming up next month and uh, really excited about going on that tour. I mean, you do go underground, so that's what we're looking forward to. I'll be interested if I run into you at a future uh, IHA event to hear more about that after your tour. With you, you said that you and your wife enjoy history. So have you had a chance to uh, experience different local histories since you folks are both into history, that you visit these communities and lived within these communities? Have you had the opportunity to kind of get, get to know and explore their individual histories as you're going to do coming up in Independence? Yes, um, it's very interesting to know the different areas. So I grew up in Colorado and a lot of the history there was late 1800s, the kind of the Wild West, Oregon, we were actually the town we lived on was on the Oregon Trail there. So you have that, um, that continental travel that was going on. Out in this area, it sounds a little bit weird, but the history is older, if I, if I could say that, in the sense that what I was always accustomed to was mid to late 1800s as being kind of your early history. Here you get more 1700s. So there's a lot more, uh, a lot longer period of history and a lot more to learn about. So it's really interesting how it's this end of the country. I, that's the only way I can describe it is that the history is older. Great. Well, you, you just referenced that you grew up in Colorado. So as a young person, do you always see yourself working in healthcare? You know, it was one of those things that was kind of in the back of my mind. I grew up with an older sister with um, birth defects, and she had a number of surgeries growing up. Uh, we weren't from a necessarily wealthy family. My, my dad was a mechanic. My mom was just a laborer. And uh, health care for us was very expensive, um, mostly for my sister because she had so many things that need to be taken care of. And so as I progressed through my high school and college and, and exited college, even though I was in the finance field, I always kind of wanted to serve in healthcare and finally did in 2000. And that's when I got into healthcare. Can you tell us what are the biggest achievements you've experienced in your professional life? A lot of it has to do with relationships and building relationships with a lot of different people, different leaders, different managers, different staff level uh, individuals. It's just been a progression of, of working with them and achieving a lot of positive outcomes. Uh, when I was in Legrand, we 
when we were started there, we had 400 employees. And, and by the time I left, which was almost a decade later, we had over 700 and we just added services there. It seems like that is something that's been a trend where I've gone and that's something I hope that we, we do here in, in, uh, in BCHC as well. It's just a lot of growth, a lot of relationships and working with people to, to make healthcare better. Oh, thank you. Well, I read on your hospital's website that you enjoy baseball. Do you have a favorite team and how are they doing? Yes. Um, may seem strange, but I'm a New York Yankee fan since I was a little, little boy. And they are doing very well this year. A little bit to my surprise, but uh, have been following them a little bit closer just because of Aaron Judge and his historic year that he's having. And hopeful that it might lead to another World Series. but experience the joys and the disappointments of the past. So I just kind of keep it on an evil, even plane and, and hope for the best and just keep watching it. Was it correct that the Yankees played in our field of dreams yeah, last year? It was. And I was in Kansas at the time and watched that game. And even though the Yankees came up on the short end, that was a great game to watch. I just really enjoyed it. So looking forward to seeing if uh, the, uh, I think it's the Cubs and Reds this year can put on an encore performance of what the White Sox and Yankees did last year. But that's going to be a hard game to, to live up to. That was a really good game. Oh, awesome. Yeah, that's really cool. They're doing that up there. Wade, could you tell us, is there anything people would be surprised to know about you? You know, I when I think about that, I'm just kind of an ordinary person, I guess. I like to do just my... You know, when I'm at home, I, I do house projects just like many other people do. I change my own oil. Uh, just a very, you know, I spend time with my family. Really like to spend time, watch movies. Uh, it's, uh, I don't know if there's anything uh, that's really extraordinary about me. I'm just kind of a, an ordinary person, I guess. Well, there's nothing wrong with that. Any specific hobbies that you enjoy doing on your downtime besides uh, baseball? I guess, uh, you know, I, I don't really have anything specific. I kind of, you know, I, every once in a while, I'll pull out the metal detector and go look around, see if I can find something like that. You know, we do like to visit historical places. That's something that I like to do as well. You know, those are the kind of things I like to do is kind of experience life. Yeah, absolutely. Have you ever found anything super cool or valuable with your metal detector? <laughs> no, not other than some loose coins. Can you tell us, is there someone that you greatly admire, either professionally or personally? Sure. Um, there is an individual that I worked for in Monroe, Wisconsin. His name is Mike Sanders. He was the president and CEO of the Monroe Clinic Hospital. It was a hospital and a clinic. And he was a, or he is just a really great individual and a great leader. Somebody that, uh, you know, he's one of those individuals that you just, always want to do the best for him. And so I really admire that about him. He's just that he is also another person that uh, is just a humble individual that, you know, he just, he enjoys life and he enjoys his leaders and empowers them as well. So I just admire him and see him somewhat as a mentor, somebody I'd like to emulate. Great. I appreciate that. Well, we have one more question for you today, but first I want to thank you again, Wade Weiss, the CEO of Buchanan County Health Center, for being on our podcast today. Well, thank you so much. I appreciate it. It's been a pleasure. 
And so our final questions, which we've asked most of our guests on the podcast, is can you tell us a lesson COVID-19 has taught you or is currently teaching you? Yes, absolutely. I think COVID has taught us not to take things for granted. There's a lot of things that we've been doing in healthcare for a long time. And with the pandemic, things have changed quite a bit, whether it be from operations to our patients as well. And many of the things that we had done in the past, we've got to change. Um, I'm kind of a philosophy that not to go backwards, don't go backwards because we're not headed that way anymore. Uh, we want to look out to the future and see what we can improve upon. And I think COVID taught us that there's a lot of things that we can do better. This podcast has been an opportunity to get to know Iowa hospital leaders. Thank you for listening and stay tuned for another episode next month.